Why, hello everybody and welcome to um, my first ever live podcast today. <laughs> so um, I wanted to discuss with you a subject that I've been dying to talk about and it's about soulmate-ism. Um, my special guest today is my good friend Molly. We've been friends since college, and I wanted to discuss with you in particularly, um, you know, about our sub about the subject itself. And um, she's been gracious and brave to sort of share her story with us. And um. As soon as she gets on the line here, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started because I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so, yeah. We're going to get this party rolling, of course. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is like a, this is a subject that I feel like everybody should know about and discuss because it's one of those situations where, you know, you feel like, oh, okay, well, what is a soulmate, right? What is soulmateism and how we can manifest it and how we can definitely um, feel the energy in the room. And, you know, how some people, when, when they meet their soulmate, they feel a sense of urgency. They feel a sense of, um, like, who is this person and why does this person, you know, make me feel this way? And so it's definitely, um, you know, a subject that I feel like everybody should know. And I can't wait to share my story um, along with, um, you know, her story as well, so as soon as she gets on the line, we can definitely get this party started, so I, I can't wait to, um, you know, get this party started with the person. So, my little spiel is soulmateism is when you meet somebody and when you meet him, you're like, who is this person? Why is this person on my heart? Why is this person in my thoughts? What is so great and what is so special about this? And, you know, how they make you feel. And so... I remember um, talking to a couple of people that are in soulmate situations myself, and the thing that I admired about it is that they all said, I just knew when I met that person, right? I knew how I felt. I knew how, um, I knew it because the person, they felt right. Um, they just knew you, like they've known you in other lives before. And the person, you know, just made you feel a way that you've never, ever felt before. And a lot of people, of course, get very infatuated. And a lot of people think that they know what it is. But how it's interpreted is a completely different story, right? So everyone definitely has their own unique spin on what soulmateism is. Meeting your soulmate. Understanding who that person is. And that's why I wanted to, you know, I'm going to get my friend on the line in a moment. Because... What's really interesting is that currently, and I'm sharing something really, really big here, uh, currently 
her and I are in a parallel. And the parallel is completely spooky. <laughs> I mean, it's beyond spooky. You know, your love guru goddess here, I mean, I'm, I know I'm not, like, pro-perfect, but um, the situation is very, very parallel. And so usually when you have a situation that's very, very parallel, um, you talk about it, right? So when people have met their soulmate, they've said these sorts of things. And I've asked people, well, how did you know that this was the person that you were going to end up marrying or end up being with in a romantic relationship? How did you know? And the answer that I've always gotten across the board was it was that feeling. It's a sense of shock. It's a sense of awe. It's a sense of like, who is this person and why are they doing this to me? And you feel like it's their fault. But it's the universe letting you know in so many ways in one that this is the right fit for you. And when you have that feeling, it's something that you um, can't, you know, get a hold of. So you're like, why is this going on? What is this? And it feels very strange, feels awkward. And you're like, what is it? Why am I feeling like this is a bunch of craziness, right? <laughs> so what do you do with this craziness? And how do you filter the craziness? And what can you do to, you know, if you can even resolve it? And so, um, just wanted to discuss it. And I wanted there to be, you know, kind of a consensus like, hey, what do I do when I meet my soulmate? How do I feel when my soulmate connects with me? What is this thing that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this way? It's awkward because when the person feels that way, it's magnetic, right? It's, it's like this pull. And when the universe makes you feel that pull, there's everything in the world that tries to stop it, but you can't stop it because you're not supposed to stop it. And that's the cool part about love. You're not supposed to stop love when you feel it. You're not supposed to stop it when you know this is right and you know that it feels right. And you have people in your life that are either for the pull or they're against the pull. And so this is why um, it's very important, you know, for people to understand this concept that the pull is always going to be there whether or not you like it. And when you do like it, what do you do with it? Now, in my scenarios with it, my scenarios with it is that um, what I've discovered, what everyone's been telling me, is that when you feel that magnetic pull, people either do one of two things. They either deny it 
or they accept it. And when you accept it, what do you do with it? Now, a lot of people are, unfortunately, scared of the pull, right? And they're scared of the fact that that pull even exists. So some people do the smart thing and go with the pull. Other people are like, no, 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 I'm going to deny it, deny it, deny it, because it can't be that person. Why does it have to be that person? But yet the universe keeps pushing you back to that person and back to the pull. So the pull is because of the fact that the universe is clearly telling you this person is the person that I'm supposed to be with. And this person is definitely um, the right pull. And when you do that, you're like, oh, okay, well, what do I do with this? So, my special guest today is going to definitely be sharing um, her perspective with her story. Um, and what I'm going to ask is that um, when people are, you go ahead, please make sure that you share this if you can. Because this is an interesting parallel. It was, it was, it's, it's not unique, but I feel like everyone across the board has, has met a soulmate and has met their soulmate in one capacity or another. And for some people, um, it manifests, you know, over years. Some people it manifests right away. Um, I know, and particularly with my situation, it took <laughs> a good almost, you know, over a decade of friendship in order for me to recognize that, oh, maybe this is it. But then again, the question is, why is the pool even there? And so, I have definitely my own perspective on, you know, why I believe my pull is there. And, um, it's going to be fun, fun topic, fun, fun perspective, hearing me and somebody else talk about this, because... It is definitely beyond um, interesting when um, when we were both discovering this, we were like, oh my goodness, what is going on, you know, in, in, in both scenarios. So, you know, as soon as, you know, my, my person here is, you know, live and direct. We're going to discuss this. Because. And soulmates also include your friends. I just want to also point that out. So when your friends. Hello. Hey, Molly, can you hear me? Hey, Molly. Hello. Molly. Hello. Hey. Hey there, love guru. We, <laughs> we got you on the line here, girl. I'm just sitting up here blabbling and blabbling. So Molly why don't you? That's great. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> where I'm going to have you talk first about your situation. Okay. 
And then we don't talk about mine because I just mentioned that you and I are living in a parallel. and It's crazy. So, and I was mentioning that I just said that um, your friends can also be your soulmates. And so, like, when you have a strong friendship and a strong connection with somebody, you're like, wait a minute, you're going through that, too? Like, what? And it's crazy how this how universe loves to mess with people. So why don't you go ahead and tell your side of this, tell your story. And you guru goddess is going to get really personal about hers, which is the first time that I've ever gotten really, really personal. So let's go for it. I'll talk. All right. Absolutely. So before I begin chatting about my debacle, um, about, I want to guesstimate three months before I, I'm just guesstimating any of this went down. I was kind of just driving in my car and I had this epiphany about soulmatism itself. And for some reason, it just popped in my mind. Molly, what if you have already met your soulmate out of all the guys and people that you've run across? What if you already met your soulmate and it's one of them and you just didn't know it? And, um, it was, it was interesting how that I had that epiphany um, before actually any of this went down. Uh, so just to give you the background, this guy, Max, was a neighbor of mine uh, back in the day. Um, about seven years ago, we met. Seven, seven and a half years ago, we met uh, in an apartment complex that we lived in. And we, I think we, I believe we actually met at a party. It was, and from the very first time, like I did have an initial attraction to him. And it's interesting because he even said himself that, and without me realizing this, he even said himself that I had loved him from the minute I met him. And I didn't even realize that when I had met him. Um, yeah, I was, like, super drunk, and I tried to, like, hook up with him. He was a gentleman and said, Molly, you're dumb, and was an absolute gentleman, and we didn't go any further than that, and um, he was just always a, a, a good friend. Like, yeah, maybe someone I wanted to hook up with or drunk, whatever, but he, like I said, he's an absolute gentleman. Um, I don't believe any of that happened, and um, so we were just friends on and off. We kept in contact, but we always came back to each other um within those seven years and um this last year max had come back to san diego and uh granted he, he came out of a pretty rough relationship he still came back to san diego for some reason he always comes back to uh san diego in california and um and sorry, hang on one second. Yeah, he always comes back. Some creepers outside of the car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys, gotta keep it on down low. Mm. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so anyways, safe first. But anyways, um, he had always come back to California. He always found grounds and coming back home to California, even though he's not originally from there. So I went to boarding school here and went to college here. So, um. He came back recently this last year, um, uh, 2019, I want to say at the beginning of the year, uh, we, re we reconnected sometime around, uh, the spring, late March, April, and we had hung out a few times and, um, gradually, um, as that progressed, we hung out, um, from the beginning of the summer up until a few days after last Christmas. And what I want to say about this is that this was really, this is kind of crazy if you, if you even, like, fathom this, but we kind of both had apartments that we could have stayed in. I had a place, he had a place. But, um, unfortunately, roommate situations and my living situation, we weren't allowed to have any guests over or any overnight guests or anybody really over whatsoever due to our situation. Mm -hmm. So we would literally choose choose by our own will to sleep in my car for like that whole summer just so we didn't have to go home and spend time apart from each other 
And it wasn't, that sounds kind of like borderline, like unhealthy, but we didn't have any problems with it. And we didn't fight. We, you know, we'd go down to, um, you know, to the water and we'd just sit and post up and camp in the same, in my car in the same spot, like every night practically. And we just talk and listen to music and, you know, do the recreational here or there. We never really hooked up. We would, we would kind of, we would cuddle and we would occasionally kiss and do like PG rated things, um, kind of shotgun each other like a little bit here and there. And, um, you know, it was just, it was, you know, it was absolutely awesome. And I, I didn't realize at the time how much, um, I would miss it now, um, or how much I could, you know, go back to the, that time and try to, um, you know, for what it is now, like try to go back to that time and try to rekindle that time to maybe do it over differently or, but I mean, you never know how things would have gone that way either. But so fast forward, um, you know, the thing with us, honestly, was that, um, it was, it was sort of like mixed messages at the same time because he would say, Things that wouldn't match up from the start of the relationship towards the end. And it got to a point where, you know, we weren't as physically intimate. And I'm not sure why exactly. Um, I had a past, um, you know, history of, like, getting attached. And he didn't want to hurt me. So that was respectable. And, um, you know, it's just. It's interesting because we would have we would have those moments, but before that we would have these moments of utter like kind of like just euphoric, just the two of us like bliss. Like we could be sitting in a park on a blanket, just the two of us, and we would just talk for hours and kind of just get lost in our own like thoughts and opinions of talking, and you know we would just kind of give each other these like days looks of like you know after talking like after we stopped talking we just like kind of stare at each other and just be like wow like you know wanting to kiss but like I'm just he's also he's also younger he's like he's a good like five and a half years younger than me um and I'm 33 so it that also has you know things come into play with that so I don't know if he was, like, necessarily ready, but, um, you know, he said things to me other than, like, mixed messages and, you know, things changing and things turning corners at the end where, you know, storms rose and things got rough and, like, currently we're not talking to each other right now. Um, you know, he said things to me like, you know, you are really the only person that I can be myself around. And, you know, I've really hung on to that comment. Um, you know, cause I believe it and I don't know. I, I don't want to seem like, you know, that crazy girl or whatever. That's like in denial of, you know, whatever he wants. But I think it's just like, there's just something there. And like, I did get, I did guilty, um, you know, guilty put out a lot of fears in the universe that I would lose him. And, you know, what a friend told me was that sometimes when you put things out into the universe, whether it's a yay or a nay, you just put the thought out there in general, it manifests. And, you know, and, you know, lo and behold, it happened. I, I did end up, you know, getting into very ensued. <coughs> dramatic heated um argument with him where it was either you know this happened or we split and we just split but at the same time all I can think about in the universe now is especially talking with the love guru um that he's gonna come back and I don't want to give myself false hope but if, I mean if it works one way I mean I don't see why it wouldn't work the other way and why he wouldn't come back and I just, I don't know, I just have a feeling he'll come back, and I want him to. I'm still very much in love with him. Um, I feel a lot of this 
might have been rushed. I feel a lot of it was also his fear. I thought maybe his, um, maybe his fear of love or our connection because honestly, it's like any, it was something unreal, absolutely unreal. We've even had, um, you know, personal kind of paranormal encounters between, you know, realms of existentialism and um, when it comes to, you know, that kind of stuff. We've, we've just had, we just had insane bonds where we've had talks where, you know, it's just the best. And I can imagine myself with anyone else. I mean, I mean, I'm currently just kind of working on myself um trying to be a better person trying to love myself first before I could even be in a relationship with this person that I feel could really be my soulmate and um yeah I'm just trying not to get too devastated over what's happening now and I have hope that maybe maybe it'll come back um but um I don't know is there anything I'm forgetting love guru that um you think I should mention no. No, I, um, no, I think, yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything that you told me about your situation. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so here we go. Here comes mine, people. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so, um, this same guy, and this is where the parallels come in here. So this guy that I've known for over a decade, um, we're talking, you know, say about 10, 11 years. Um, this guy was, this guy was one of my best friends. And of course the natural thing happened, right? You know what I mean by the natural thing? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it, it manifested into a highly sexual relationship. But in, but in my scenario, it, you know, it started off as just friends and then it manifested into, you know, a sexual relationship. We were mildly dating. And what I mean by that is that there was, there were situations where he and I became one, where it, well, I met him in one sector, we crossed over in another sector and then at one point, our sectors were always intertwined. And then especially I would see him every single weekend at one point because the sector, the second sector was spiritual, if you catch my drift. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going to church together at one point. Mm -hmm. um, he is three years younger. Mm -hmm. and. First of all, I never thought I would be attracted to somebody that's younger than me in my scenario. I didn't see this one coming at all. But he kept displaying signs of strong, 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 strong interest. And it was about maybe five, six years into the friendship when the intimacy stuff finally happened, okay? Now, in my scenario... He's listening to the world. He's, everyone is telling him not to be around me, not to date me, not to ever consider me as wife material. And these same crazy people are my quote, so-called friends. And these so-called quote, friends of mine They've even gone as far as there's one person in particularly who I thought was my friend. She's a quote, currently dating him. And he's apparently dated two other of my friends besides myself. And then the current one. Now, what's interesting about him is that he's manifesting that I don't like him or I don't want him and so he's acting out in a very childish high school way we're talking he um, is trying to make himself look cool in front of everybody he's trying to 
make himself look like he's got money. He's trying to make himself look like he's just the most popular guy. He's doing everything in front of people. But behind closed doors, it's a totally separate issue. Same with Massive. Yeah. This time around, um, the guy has taken it to the bitter extreme. Now, I was talking to Molly earlier, and I used the scenario of when a little kid is trying to get the attention of mommy, and and they feel like mommy's not paying attention to them. So what does the kid normally do? They act out, and they break something, right? They do something to get mommy's attention. This same guy has told me multiple times when we've had our spats, that he doesn't want to talk to me, he wants nothing to do with me, but yet he's constantly coming back into my inner circle, which is a soulmate thing. And he's told me, stay away from me, don't talk to me, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm like, all right, cool. So your love guru goddess believes that when somebody says, respect my space, I do exactly that. This time around, he made it abundantly clear that he wanted nothing to do with me. I said, all right, fine. But once again, he's repeating this pattern of dating people within my inner circle. So every single time he comes back around, he does this same scenario. Unfortunately, this this other female is going to be my next casualty of not being my friend anymore because... She fell into the same trap like all these other girls have. Same trap, which is he whispers the sweet nothings in their ear. He tells them that they're the greatest. And so their egos get big and they actually believe it. But yet the whole time that they've gone out on, quote, dates with this guy, he's sitting up here talking about your love guru goddess. Now, What kind of craziness is that? So the, the one, his, his newest victim, which I thought was my friend, um, is displaying the same craziness signs like he's done with the other two girls. Oh, it's none of your business. I can date him if I want to, you know, those sorts of things. And I just sit back and go, you know what I do? I speak my piece, and then I let it go. Now, if I always say this, if you're truly done with someone or you truly are done with something, you don't go back to it. But he goes back to it at a different route each time. So... I was talking to Molly about this and it sounds and it's uh, and so far so here are the parallels. Max and um Abe, the guy's name is Abe. Max and Abe both dis- both are first of all baby brothers. Secondly, the other thing that I noticed was it's the same status of I have to try to look cool in front of everybody. But yet, I know I have feelings for so-and-so. They both had admitted, Molly and I, with, with, with both Abe and Max, have both said to us, well, you know, they basically admitted, like, yeah, you make me feel like I can be my true self. I was also the reason why Abe started up his own company. I told him to do it. He followed my advice just like a lot of people follow my advice. And he was able to execute it to a T by listening to what I said that he should do. Have I got anything, a thank you out of it? No. What does he do? He turns around and plays the same games. So this time around, he amped it up another level by currently, by currently not, not, by currently block what I remember when I had the conversation with him, I said, you know what, fine, I'm going to give you what you want. And I had blocked him on all social media. 
because he said, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. So I'm doing exactly what he requests. Molly, did, did Max do the same thing with you? Leave me alone, leave me alone, don't talk to me. Hang on, one second. What was the question? The question was, um, did Max, Max also told you to leave him alone, don't talk to him, yada, 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 correct? Am I correct? Um, not so much in terms of that, but he did push me away as far mm -hmm. as, um, intimacy went, yes. Right, so. So still, so still sort of similar as far as pushing away and, mm -hmm. um, uh, regressing from the relationship right. But with my scenario, the guy is now back in my inner circle once again. Right. Doing right. the same pattern over and over again. Right. Now, what are your friends telling you in regards to Max? Um... In regards to Max, um, a lot of people are telling me to let it go, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's that's just basically it. It's or are all other alternatives? Um, I had um, been advised to at least, you know, just be friends and stay friends. But uh -huh. at this point, for me, that was just a little too difficult to manage with um, the amount of emotional feelings I had for this person. So um, uh -huh. that's. But other other people have um, definitely suggested to just maybe let it go or um, you know face facts, and you know that's what has been. So in so in my scenario. I've been constantly told, let him go, leave me alone, don't have, you know, anything to do with him, but he's the one that keeps coming back into my realm mm -hmm. when I've respected his private space. Right. So this is where this is interesting, this is where the parallel splits. Right. Um, now, in soulmateism in general, the number one thing that, um, that a lot of people agree upon is the fact that when you find your soulmate, first things first, it's hard for you to get rid of them. Right. Now, in my scenario, I have respected his space. I've left him alone. But he try he figures out some sort of way to re-enter himself back into the inner circle. Right. When I really don't want to see him mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And when I don't, the pattern has always been one to two months later, he re-enters again. Right. Or sometimes it's a week later. Sometimes it's two days later after we have an argument. It it's just not psychologically normal in my head, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I was telling Molly that first of all, I'm not quite believing that in her scenario with Max that he's completely done, and the reason why I'm saying this is because so what? So first of all. What we both discovered is both of these men are classic narcissists. Um, <laughs> they have to be center of attention, center of the universe. Um, they feel like they can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And I know in my scenario, I feel like the guy that I'm involved with is jealous of the fact that I'm a free spirit. I say what's on my mind. I don't anything and he doesn't know how to be that way and right. so he punishes me for being who I am and then he turns around and tells these girls that he's quote involved with that are in my inner circle 
that there's something wrong with me, and then they manifest that and they attack me for it, which I think is rather interesting. But yet these same girls don't even know who, are like him in a way, in the sense that they don't know who they are. Right. And the manifestation is that you tend to attack people that you want to be, but yet you're not brave enough to do it yourself. Right. So with your scenario with Max, is would you consider him a narcissist? Yes, to a degree, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, and now the, the other parallel I noticed was we both noticed that there's beauty involved, like the person has to, you know, be beautiful. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, first of all, the guy that I, the Abe, I've seen him. <laughs> well, the current person that claims, oh, we're dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue, yes, she's pretty. But she's pretty with a lot of makeup on. Naturally, mm-hmm. not so much. But mm-hmm. all the other women have been pretty not, you know, not something to write home about. So right. at least he upped his game a little bit with this current chick. But she's just as crazy, if not the craziest. And she has the worst reputation amongst the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And this is where this gets interesting. And he picked a person that has been known to, unfortunately, screw over a lot of men in my inner circle and is attacking me on a personal level by not giving this up with the guy even though she doesn't want him. Mm-hmm. And she's admitted that multiple times. Mm-hmm. She don't want him, but yet she's still going to see him even though she can't. She likes the fact she's being wined and dined. Mm-hmm. It is, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, Molly, let's do your final thoughts about how you feel your situation is going to go down and like how you feel about soulmateism. And then you, I want you to sort of say to your, I sort of, I want you to like tell me in your own words, what you think soulmateism is and then sort of wrap up your thoughts on it and how you're going to handle your situation. All right. Well, thanks. Um, you know, I'm going to start off by putting Big Sean, like, girls only say I hate you to the guys I fucking love the most, and that is what my conundrum is right now, and, you know, soulmates to me, you know, it's just, it's not, it's connection, it's absolutely a connection, it's 100% a connection on vibes of frequencies that, you know, I didn't even know existed before, you know, in terms of, like, how I even feel when I'm around this person, when I'm intimate with this person, when he kisses me, when he touches me. It's just, like, it's a whole nother level, I think we've talked about, of love and safety and secureness. You know, it's, like, you know, kind of almost that feeling of, like, it sounds stereotypical, but, like, of, you know, finally. Um, And... It's almost like your soulmate not only is your soulmate, but they're an extension of you. It's almost like you've gone through the same past life as you get to know them. It almost feels as if, like, in a way, you're, like, dating yourself and the feelings and the trauma, the pain of the past and growing up that you faced, you feel going through them. But instead of shaming yourself, you love yourself for it. And that's just, you know, instead of, like, you know, looking at yourself in the past, like, say you thought of, like, something stupid you did when you were a little kid, and, like, maybe they did the same fucking thing, and they had the same personality and the same retributes and everything about it, 
but instead of hating them like you would normally hate yourself, you accept that person and you love them. And that kind of encourages you to love yourself, even though, you know, you should always just love yourself. But, you know, that's 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 kind of what I found out. And that's that's kind of how I felt with Max. And, you know, it's it's a really crazy feeling. It's like it's almost like reliving your own life and accepting it as you're just human because so is this other person, but you love them. And, you know, that's, that's really my take on it. And, um, I, you know, I honestly like really like pray to the universe that Max comes back to me somehow because I can't imagine feeling, you know, I, I know I'm probably sounding dramatic and unrealistic to some friends, but I honestly can't imagine anybody else in my life. And I really hope that, I don't know if it takes time or growth or whatever self-realization on, you know, whatever parts, but I, I wish the universe, I hope, I pray, like, that he'll come back to me one day and that we can settle this out and, you know, maybe maybe it's meant to be. So that's my two cents. And uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Love you. Okay. Now here's my take on it. I told Molly to, first of all, do not listen to your naysayers, and I'm definitely not going to listen to mine in my scenario. Why? Because I don't believe in misery loves company. All these people that have told me that they would chuck Abe to the deuces and say goodbye to him, they're all miserable people that don't know how love really works, okay? Love is not supposed to be easy. Everyone goes through pain. Everyone goes through suffering. Love is a full circle of everything you could possibly imagine in, in one, okay? In my scenario, I'm not going to listen to the naysayers because in reality, Abe is, ba is back in my inner circle again, mm -hmm. okay? So he's in there like swimwear. The mm -hmm. issue is, is that... He has to stop living his life as a high schooler. Mm -hmm. He's trying to make himself look cool. He's trying to make himself look so high and mighty. When in reality, your love guru goddess dug deep on the boy. And I know everything about him from head to toe. Right. So <laughs> I'm not buying this. You're, I'm, I'm done with you stuff because... Mm -hmm. Every single time I've walked away, I've stayed as far away as I possibly can. I've gone to different bars, different places, different things. And he's always, I found out through the grapevine that he's always kept tabs on me too. So he's yeah. not done. And the fact that he's lying to the whole universe about he, how he feels about your love goddess guru, that's going to bite him in the butt. The girl that's currently, quote, seeing him, it's going to bite her in the butt. Everyone's going to get their karma in the end of this. So I'm going to sit back, laugh, because it's going to blow up. And when it does blow up, He's going to have a lot of explaining to do. And in, and in the universe of love, it's not supposed to be easy. But once he finally realizes after, I don't know how many times he's done this with how many different women, you know, other uh, some of these women include his ex-girlfriend who, you know, that's another one that's a cray. He just doesn't know how to be happy with himself, and he's taking it out on me. That's not my issue. That's his. So until the thing of it is, the, the slight difference is that, yes, I do want him and I to, to work out whatever issues that we are working, that we need to work on. Because, yes, deep down in my heart, do I feel like that this man is the most appropriate partner for me? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to myself and say that I don't love him and I don't care about him. Because I do. 
I mean, he snatched your girl's heart, you know, and, and I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say that he didn't do it, because he did. But in order for him to fully gain my heart completely, he has to stop being someone he's not. Absolutely. He has to show the world that how he is with me in private is who he really is in public. That's another parallel. Absolutely. Right. When you, when you try to be somebody that you're not, the universe constantly punishes you for it because you're not being who you really are. Okay. So I'm hoping that he knocks, knocks it off. And the girl that he chose, I don't think he can get any worse than this. This is like just absolutely redonkulous on how far that he's taken this thing, trying to punish me for being me. And I don't think you can go any worse. So I'm seeing with him that he literally hit his rock bottom. He's in denial that he hit the rock bottom, but there's really no other scenario that I could possibly think of where he can literally make me just want to snap and give in to what he wants. No, that's not how it works. He has to understand that he has to stop listening to Misery Loves Company he has to understand that who he's listening to, they're all a bunch of miserable people on the inside and out. And that if there is a issue, then he needs to um, talk to me about it directly. Mm-hmm. Which, when you're dealing with someone that has a high school mentality... They don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. So he has to grow up a lot. Yeah. And like I said, he really can't go any further. (laughs) Yeah, he really can't go any further with this. Like, this is it. He's literally sunk to the low of low on this. I've never seen him do it this hardcore before because he's really trying to prove a point and it's not working again. Like, how many more times do you got to do this? He must have thought the third time was the charm. Hmm? He probably thought the third time was the charm, but lo and behold, Mm -mm. yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. When you are a real goddess, and this is why I have Molly on this thing, when you're a real goddess, rule number one is you just shouldn't give a rat's ass. Mm -hmm. Okay? Excuse my language. You shouldn't give a fuck. Secondly, your glow and your shine is greater than anything else. And when you love yourself, your soulmate has to not only love themselves, but love you too. Unfortunately, Abe does not know how to love himself at all. And that's another issue that he has to work through himself. But yet he tries to punish normal people like myself who do truly love themselves. And the other thing that I realized that what he was doing, what he is doing, and I don't think he quite realized it as he was doing this, or maybe he was in his own twisted way. And Molly said it was kind of kind of serial killer-like, um, cold and calculated, that he's literally exposing my so-called female friends for who they really are. So I'm like, wait a minute. So this is how so-and-so really is? This person really never liked me at all. Because if somebody was really my friend, and, you know, Molly, I was thinking about this. If the girl, um, 
my name is Sarah. If Sarah was right in the head, you know what she should have done if he if Abe starts going on about let me take you out on dates and get to know you and blah blah blah. I'm gonna teach you how to, you know, do stuff. This is exactly what I would have done if she was really my friend. Okay, if I was Sarah, I would have set me and Abe out up on the date. Pope and saying, uh, telling Abe, Abe, yeah, I'll totally meet you at Cheesecake Factory, blah, blah, blah. Sarah hits me up and says, you know, I love Guru Goddess. Why don't you come meet me at the Cheesecake Factory? Um, yeah, meet me there. Because the, the big, the big indicator that all these women have told me is that he apparently can't keep my name out of his mouth. He talks about me all the time, and he can't keep his name. He, he can't stop talking about me, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing was, okay, I would have set him up, put me and Abe together, and say, you know what? You keep talking about love guru goddess. You're taking her out on this date. I'm leaving deuces. Mm-hmm. If Sarah was really my friend, right. she wouldn't even have entertained the first date. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. You know that Abe caught feelings for your guru goddess, and yet you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I have never in my entire neverness gone out on dates with people knowing that there's feelings involved. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I believe in good karma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, these Abe and Sarah are catching a lot of bad karma over this mm-hmm. because they're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're dealing with two people who are mentally in high school. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to listen to the naysayers. I'm going to do me. Because I know this thing between Sarah and Abe is going to fail because all the other ones failed anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to continue to love. And I, hope, and I hope that all of you that are listening to this um, you know, please make sure you follow my podcast because I'm going to try to go live once a week. I'm definitely bringing back Molly for another one. <laughs> um, so I'm probably going to have other folks that want to chime in and, and, and speak their piece. But Molly, first of all, I wanted to give you one more final thing to say and, you know, just whatever's on your mind, girl, talk about it. All what, right. What are you doing? Do you, boo boo? Do you? <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's, that's exactly. really right. Right. And, and it all exactly, into place, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what I told Molly. I was like, yeah. The, the different scenario is one staying away and one is in there saying that he's going to stay away even though he's not. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not confusing at all because you don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. So we both had realized that we need to let them discover themselves, and until then, let it be. And right. that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I never give up on love because I am the love guru goddess, and I believe love is everything. And if you don't believe that love is everything, then don't follow me. (laughs) Don't follow me on here. Because I love love. I'm all about love. And, you know, yes, love is supposed to be difficult. It doesn't make any dang sense. But you know what? That's how how you're supposed to handle stuff. 
Well, Molly, I want to thank you, girl. You're definitely going to come back for sure on here. Um, Absolutely. My pleasure. I had a lot of people that joined my first one. This is my first live. Um, thank you so much for all of you that joined and listened to this. And um, don't forget to follow me. Tell everybody about it. Um, I also do have a Facebook page for those of you that have joined it. You can, if you find me on the Love Guru Goddess, I have a Facebook page. Um, so you can go ahead and follow me on that. Molly, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for speaking your piece. Okay. I'm, oh, I really do. And we will, uh, do this again soon. All right. Bye. Wow.